Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast, episode 124. We have Kimberly, who goes by P&W Pearl Outback, on the podcast today to talk about her Outback, her Subaru journey, and some other things that we get into. Yes, it's a pretty long episode, but it was really good. We had some great conversation And I'd had her on the list for a really long time, but she had a lot more adventures and things to experience by the time she got on here. So it was good that the wait had happened. So I know there are other people that are on the list and I need to get them on as well. But the longer you have to wait, the more experiences you can talk about. So that's always a good thing. So welcome back to another episode If you have been listening to the podcast already, and welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. And if you enjoyed this episode, go check out some other ones as well. There's a lot of great episodes, 123 others, and some bonuses as well. So plenty to listen to. I hope you all had a great weekend. I definitely did. If you saw my post that I did on Saturday... My son and I went and did to this. We went to this indoor rock climbing gym. He was supposed to go with one of his friends, but his friend wasn't in, didn't end up being able to go. So my son asked if I could go with him, and of course I did. And I had a lot of fun. We've been bouldering before there, but I've never done the belaying up the really tall wall. I hadn't done that in over 20 years, probably. The last time I think I did that was with my brother a long time ago. So, But I was very surprised with myself that I was able to climb up all the way. Not that, it's, not that I don't have the strength to do it, but there's some of them are harder than other ones. So I didn't do one that was too crazy because I don't have that kind of strength because you've got to have really strong fingers and forearms to get up some of those obstacles and but it was a lot of fun i'm glad i did it so this past weekend was good but we all know that this weekend coming up is really big it's kind of like the season opener for the subi fest season because we're kicking it off with wicked big meat and i know a lot of people have been looking forward to this event I know some people were looking forward to me coming up there. So was I. But unfortunately, I'm not able to make it this year. So hopefully it can happen next year. But I know there's there's always next year. And I'm hoping next year I'll be able to make it to more events. But it's just, it's difficult. But I'm going to do my best. However, I am going to make it to Subi Fest, Texas. Because it's less than four hours away. And that's really easy to get to. And I'm thankful for there being a Subi Fest event in Texas. We are, all of us here in Texas are very excited about that. So if anybody is able to make it out to Subi Fest, Texas, that's outside of Texas, that would be really, really cool. Come on out. Yeehaw. Come to Texas. So I know the Subi Fest season is kicking off and everybody's looking forward to it. We've got plenty of events going around the country. So that's going to be really, really fun. I have another Apple podcast review, which I'm really excited. I always get excited when I see them. And I don't know what the Instagram handle is, but the name that was on the review was Harmonized One. 
The title or headline was The Perfect Home Base for Subaru Enthusiasts. And this is what they had to say. This is sort of a dream come true. I was driving in my one and a half hour commute and thought it would be great if there was a podcast just about Subarus. So I searched and found Raphael's podcast. After just one episode, I knew it. I had found my new favorite podcast. The Subi and You podcast is great because it curates Subaru people from all walks of life and helps eliminate any negative energies that might live in other platforms. It's not about just speed or off-roading. This podcast includes all types of builds and variations of Subarus. Thank you for this. Thank you for your review. And thank you for the compliments. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm glad that I was help. I was able to help make a dream come true for you. So you were wondering if there was a podcast just about Subarus? You found it. The one and only Subi and You podcast. This one and only Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. They are your one-stop shop for batteries and battery mounts, which is what they are really known for, is creating a battery mount to hold your battery securely. They also make front strut tower braces, which I have in Pearl, and engine bay caps, which I also have in Pearl. They help spruce up your engine and get it show ready when you're out there showing it at SubiFest. So it's a great place to go and get some awesome accessories for your Subaru. So go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com and see what they have to offer for your build. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. If you want to go hear more about them, you can check out episode 40, where I talk to Mitch all about how Melee Design Firm got started and what they are doing. So thank you. This episode is also brought to you by Rika VS. Rika is committed to providing customers with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover all of those extraordinary destinations. Rika wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Their flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika's lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate those larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBIU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of wheels or lift kit. Thank you so much, Rika Viaz, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. If you want to hear their story, go check out episode 48. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. 
Thank you so much, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Sue B and You podcast. You can check out her episode, which is episode one. Also, there's a few others sprinkled in there, so go give them a listen. And now we will get into this episode with Kimberly, a.k.a. PNW Pearl Outback, and hear all about her Subaru journey and some of the other cool things that she's been doing lately. So here we go. Hey, Kimberly, welcome to the Sue and You podcast. You are somebody that I've met before in person twice because I came up to Washington with my son for part of his spring break, got to hang out with you and Rugged Roo Crew for a few days, and then saw you again for mine and Sierra's birthday celebration at Moon Rocks. So it was really cool to have already met you in person before we record your episode. So welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to finally have my own podcast because I know I've, you know, piggybacked on some other ones while you're out doing things. Yeah. And you've actually been on the podcast before because you, that little bonus segment that I did when I was out there, you you were able to hop on. So that was cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was so, fun. Fun trip. Yeah. That was, that was definitely a lot of fun. It's uh, good memories from that. Good times. Good people. And For cold sure. weather. Yes, very <laughs> cold. I do not wish to do that again. No. That was, no. No, thank you. No, because I didn't have my car. So I was in a tent and I realized I like heat. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so we know your name is Kimberly. So you, you can let us know what your Instagram handle is, even though you can see it on the episode and on Instagram, but I guess kind of introduce yourself. And we also know that you live in the Pacific Northwest in Washington, correct? Yep. I am. It's PNW Pearl Outback or Kimmy B as a lot of people call me on the podcast that now it's kind of stuck. Live in Seattle, have been a PNW girl all my life. Can't imagine moving out, but wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, and that was actually going to be one of my later questions is, Sorry. no, that's okay. It's good because you you mentioned that when you said couldn't imagine moving out because I know that there, I've had people on that live in that area and with all of the resources that you have for somebody that owns a Subaru and has the ability to really, really utilize the capabilities of it, plus the views and I I don't think the weather is horrible. I know y'all get a lot of rain, but it, from what I've heard, it's not hard thunderstorm rain. And no. it just seems like it would be hard to leave a place like that. I grew up here. So in eastern Washington, where it was pretty much like the German Alps. Um, I grew up in Leavenworth, the small Bavarian town that everybody wants to go to. But it looks like the Alps. And there was, I grew up just camping and fishing and running around. So I couldn't think of anything else. I'm definitely a city girl when it comes to it. I like having nightlife and things to do, but I enjoy being able to go a half hour and see stars. Yeah. So So many of you people up there are very fortunate to have 
access to the mountains and clear skies and just snow and all kinds of cool trails. So I and I don't think that anybody takes that for granted. And I know some people are closer to it than others. But if if even if I was like two hours away, I would be there so much. It would be that would be nice. Yeah. It's nice that there is a tour. I mean, and there's so many trails I haven't even been on that it's endless. The amount of forest service roads that you can go on and just find some of the most beautiful places. It's just unbelievable. And I travel out and then I come back and I'm like, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah, my son wants to come back up there to when it's warmer and all of the trails are open so that we can see more of Washington and more of the trails. Yeah, right now we're still thawing out. We got a lot of snow late. (laughs) So um, tried to go snow camping once and it was a wet, miserable mess, but definitely worth coming up in the summer. Yeah. And we like cities, too. We like going to different downtowns of cities. So when we were driving through Seattle, he really liked that. And we like that it's that there's different elevations of the city. That was mm-hmm. really, really cool. And then we went, took the ferry across to wherever we went. I don't remember, but that was a really fun experience. And then I'm thankful, forever grateful to Charlie for letting me drive the Falcon. That was yes. really, really nice of him. And yeah, I'll, I'll, that's a trip I'll never forget. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that was some of my first outings in Pearl. She was still stock at that point. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. That was still some of the getting to know people early stages for me, too. Yeah. And you've had a lot of, you've done some things to your car and then you've been doing some fun things lately. So it was yeah. good that we waited a while to get you on because you have more stories to tell. Yes, so definitely stories and shenanigans. So speaking of your Outback, what year and trim level is your Outback? It's the 17 Premium, so it's got all the bells and whistles. It does not have eyesight, which I'm excited about because <laughs> eyesight yells at me and it would not be happy with what I do. All in all, it's got everything I've ever wanted or would want. Yeah, and is this your first Subaru? It is. Okay. Why did you decide to buy a Subaru and why an Outback? I had no intentions of buying a Subaru or an Outback when I was looking. Really? I needed, I had a Jetta. It was on its last legs. I knew I needed something bigger to haul my dogs and camping and just do what I want to do. So I was looking at different SUVs and I went to a lot. And there was a Subaru, and I test drove it just for the heck of it. Um, It had low miles. Someone had traded it in. It was in a minor accident, but Subaru didn't want to resell it. So it was new, pretty much. And I fell in love with it. Just the all-wheel drive, and it was everything I wanted for a price that was good. Now, did you know much about Subaru when you bought it? I did not. I grew up in a Honda family, and so Super was never even an option. The all-wheel drive was big for me because visiting family and crossing passes, I wanted something safer. So it checked the boxes. 
And yeah. now I like hardcore for life, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so did you buy it back in like 2017 or 2018? Cause you said that it was 18. Okay. So it was, it was still new. I mean, there was still plastic in the uh, oh. tire section. Wow. So whoever bought it paid good money to get it exactly what they wanted and trade it in. So yeah. They're so, lost my game. <laughs> exactly. So when you bought it back then, did you also, I'm guessing you probably didn't know about the Subaru community and didn't know anything about like all the modding that people do. I came from the Jeep world. So I knew there was always mods, but I had never heard of anybody modding like their Subarus. Yeah. I knew about Dirtfish. I knew kind of the community, but this was going to be a reliable daily, like stick some wheels and tires on it, you know, call it good, but never, never how it is now. That was not the intention. <laughs> so then what happened and how did you get into the transition of this is just going to be my daily driver with a little bit more capability by having some wheels and tires to now you're doing rallycross. I actually don't know exactly how I got from A to Z in this journey, but I know that I started off with wheels and tires and tint and I wanted to look different. Well, then I started meeting people and going out on forest service roads, um, which turned into you need uh, skid plates, which turned into everything else. <laughs> yeah. And did you, when you bought your car, like how long was it before you decided to start an Instagram page for your car? I don't know. I think it was about six months. And that was just because I never used my personal page. So I thought, oh, you know, because my fiance at the time had a, re well, had not gotten the Rex yet, but we had gone out, done stuff. And I'm like, people like these pretty photos. It was never intended to be a, look what I do. It was intended to be a, this is a beautiful landscape, Instagram. And it's turned into something else. And it's turned into something else entirely, a monster of its own. So it's good now trying to keep up with contents and all the things I'm doing, but it's still a look at the beautiful scenery page. <laughs> yeah. So the scenery behind the Outback or the scenery and then the Outback? Uh, it's kind of both. Yeah. It's mostly scenery in the Outback. Occasionally, I will get pictures, but not very often. <laughs> okay. When did you start? I mean, like, so you started up your Instagram page, and then did you start searching for other Subarus? Like, hey, I wonder if there are other Subarus out there, and then started connecting with people? How did that come about? The way that I got connected with people first is I went to the Dirtfish uh, Summerfest before COVID and everything happened. And I met up with Jen Pizzetti and she had a group, Cascadian Subies, and I interjected into a conversation and said, hey, how do I get to do things? They were more of an all-over Subaru group, so it wasn't a lot of off-road. It was mostly, let's go to a lake, let's do things, let's just go on a run. But I met people through there and then you met people there and I started adding friends on Instagram and it just took off. Yeah. And then you met some people from Rugged Root Crew and then that took off. I, 
I did. Uh, Cascadian was more of an everything Subi page. So one of my friends, Ben, who's been on the show, PNW, what is Ben's PNW OBXT? Exactly. Hung out with Burger Brew one day and I was like, hey, who are these people? Because at this point, I knew I wanted to start getting into what I paid for the skid plates, which was off-road. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just looking pretty in the mall. So I was like, let me see what this is all about. Ben told me about Dorothy uh, Ninja Outback, the creator of Rugged Roo. Uh, she reached out to me somehow on Instagram and said, do you want to join the chat? And from then, the rest is history. And they've kind of been, you know, friends and family and the super crew now going on. Yeah. When did you, what was your first experience with them? Like, what did you do with them? Like, oh, I mean, you said you hung out because you knew Ben and he, I guess, kind of introduced you to that. But then like, yeah. what was your first experience of like going to a, like a run or something? The first run that I went to uh, was Mount Rainier with the group. It was nerve wracking because it's always nerve wracking meeting new people and especially people you don't know that, and they had they had been friends. They had a little friend group before, which is fine. It's great, but it's always like you're the outcast, and you feel like you have to crawl your way in. Yeah, um, even though you don't, and everyone's really kind, but I think everyone gets in their head. But that was an amazing trip. Mount Rainier is beautiful, and it was just going up to the top and sledding. But that's when I met uh, Charlie and. Katie and all of them, Dorothy, uh, Haley. And so from there, we just hung out. I get what you're saying because, you know, and this has to do not just with, I mean, this has to do with anything in life, but when you find a group of people and you're coming into it and you're trying to like fit in, you're trying to like, hey, they're having a conversation over here. Let me see if I can like jump in. What's great about the Subaru community is it's like, yes, come here and come join us. And let's all, you know, envelop you with our Subi love. And let's hear about your build and what you want to do and where you're from and where you want to go. That's like really, really cool. And that's such a great part of all of it. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be where I was, am right now, or was without just the group and people just saying, let me help you. Let me show you how to do this. This is how you do this. Because you can research for hours on end and everyone's got different opinions. So yeah. Cause like I experienced that not with the Subaru community, but I used to, there was these runs that they would do at this world of beer out here where I live. And this was years ago. And it was back when I was running more consistently. And I remember going over there and there would be all these, like you would sign in, go do the run. And I was usually there by myself. And then I would come back and everybody would just hang out, like have beers and chat and stuff. I remember getting back and seeing all these groups of people having conversations and I'm there by myself. And so I'm walking around and I ended, I was doing a boot camp at the time. So I saw a couple of people that were doing the boot camp. So I'd go get into conversations with them. But like if they weren't there and I was going for a run, I was just kind of walking around by myself trying to get into a conversation, but then also feeling like 
it would be nice to somebody who was like, hey, are you new here? Hey, let's, you know, what's your yeah. name? And that, I think that happened one time. So I just, you know, it, it sucked because I would just be walking around trying to butt in and then I would eventually just awkwardly walk away with just feeling like kind of defeated and lonely and sad yeah. and and then I'd go back and try it again. And after a while, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm just going to go run by yeah. myself, you know, tr yeah. stop trying to get in and get into conversations. But I mean, that's what's really nice about the Subaru community is it's not like that. No, and it's nice because my first runs, I didn't have a radio. I mean, like I borrowed a radio. I didn't know what you needed or you didn't need. Didn't so, have a radio? How'd you listen to music? Well, I had a radio <laughs> in the car, but I didn't have a handheld. So, nah, no. you know, and then I bought some cheap ones off Amazon. And, you know, I did the whole, I definitely did the basic, let's, let's start your outback kit. I'd like to say the, you know, wheels and tires, rack, tent, let's go. And so it's, it's intimidating when people already have builds. Yeah. And lights and you have nothing. So you're like, are they just going to think scram lady here with your stock out bag? No. But I never once felt like that. I got invited back places. So I guess, you know, yay me. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely, especially as an adult, it's hard to make friends. And so to have that love and support, not just Subaru, but actual caring, it's a big deal. And I think as, you know, as a, an adult, too, depending on where you are in life, where you live, your situation, it can become very lonely. And if you don't have this community or some other community, I mean, there are people that end up getting into different types of community. And it just depends on how welcoming they are. But with the Subaru community, just it you it's like you instantly feel like that you belong and that people want you there. And that's like yeah. such a good feeling. I mean, I randomly talk to people in California and stuff now. I mean, now we're friends, but to reach out on Instagram and not care <laughs> is amazing. And know that you have a Subaru in common, but then figure out everything else you have in common. I mean, for me, it's amazing because I would have never done that before. Exactly. You think about how many people you've connected with all over the place and like how you could, there's so many different places that you could go. And it's like, I'm going to go across the country and I'm actually going to know people there and have friends there. Whereas before, yeah. if you were to go travel somewhere, you're like, well, let's just go see the sites. And, you know, that's great because if you're there to travel and see the sites and you have an agenda, now it's like, I want to go meet up with people and hit some trails where you are. Yeah. Like when we went to the, moon rocks in reno like i knew people there so it was like visiting friends like i hadn't met a lot of them in person but it's like we always knew each other just because you follow everyone's everyday life yeah and it's so fun and so cool when you finally get to meet somebody in person that's like one of the best yeah. feelings it's like yeah you like give a big hug and it's like oh my gosh it's so cool to finally meet you and then you start talking yeah. and hanging out and having a good time yeah. Going back to your mods that you're, you know, we're talking about, when did you kind of realize that you were starting to go down the mod rabbit hole? The skid plates were the first. So 
I actually, you know, got with friends. I got the triple skid plates and the rock rails from Primitive. Before that, my first mod was the exhaust from Nameless. Nice. Um, which I love. It will always be my favorite because I wanted the soupy rumble. Yeah. Um, that I fell in love with. Uh, Outbacks don't have a rumble. <laughs> so it makes me smile when I hear it. But it was the skid plates and the rock rails. And then that led into the suspension, which led into, you know, different wheels and tires. So I haven't done a lot of mods, but I guess I've done essential mods that I figured out as I go out of necessity. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what happens with a lot of people is... Again, depending on where you live, what you want to do with it, you're like, okay, I got into this situation. I could really use better tires. Oh, I really want off-road wheels because I'm going to be off-roading a lot and they're more sturdy, they're lighter, they look better. And then you're like, oh, I'm hitting some trails and it's kind of iffy going over some stuff. I think I could use some skid plates because then if you want to go explore more and do more, then you're going to have to get more mods that are going to accommodate what it is you're you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. Yeah. And everyone always said, get skid plates because it's cheaper than having to replace your transmission and stuff. And I'm like, how much do rocks really get thrown through oil pans? But it was that fear that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. Yeah. It's when you drive over something and it drops on a rock and hits it. But yeah. I mean, I was new. I didn't know, but I'm, I've used them. I'm very glad I have them. Yeah. Now. When you hear that big thud yeah. <laughs> or scrape. Like yeah. money well spent. hundred percent. So when you were starting to get mods and everything, I, I kind of, I think I might know the answer, but which one were you most excited to get? The exhaust. Cause I didn't know for the first one because it made yeah. noise and it was cool. My flat out, the suspension, I love. Oh, yeah. Because that opened doors. Not doors, but experiences that I couldn't have before. Because I did a lot when it was stock, but the difference was just, it was amazing. And I got those before we went to Moab, so I really got to test it out. Yeah, it just it gives you that confidence and peace of mind and ability to do more of what you already love doing. Yeah. So and not have to worry about what are the limits of a stock because I know Subaru didn't want me full sending it over a <laughs> you know, berm. That's not I'm sure what they made the stock suspension for, but I have no complaints. It got me to where I need to be, but then it was just that next level. Yeah, of course. What would you say has been your most useful mod? Rock rails. Yeah. I don't use them a lot, but when I do, they have saved my butt a few times. To Hoya, which we go to a lot in the PNW, it's very rutted with trees and roots and small tight corners so there's a lot of potential body damage um so i'm happy to have those yeah those are good yeah and and again like somebody like me i'm not going to need them because i'm a 
Pearl is a pavement princess for the most part, yeah. just because of where I live. And so I don't, you know, it's not something that I would need, but definitely a good mod. And I've, yeah, they come in handy depending on where you're going. Yeah. Cause I have, definitely. I've seen some cars with some body damage and it's like, Oh man, that doesn't look good. In the back of my head, I'm always like, let's not get anything on the damage on the panels. Let's not damage anything major. <laughs> yeah. If we can't see it, cool. But I'm still, you know, she's still a princess and I want her to look good. <laughs> were you, yeah, when you were starting to mod, were you nervous about putting things on, like worrying that you were going to ruin your car? I mean, I know things can enhance the look and the overall appearance, but were, were you worried about like, I'm going to, I have this beautiful car that looks so nice. I'm worried that I'm going to mess it up by putting stuff on it. Not worried about the look. I think more of mine was worried about how it's going to affect my daily. Because yeah. I didn't quite understand it. I'd never had a coil of suspension. So, you know, what goes into that is a big deal if you don't understand it. Now I know, but. You know, do you go from what stock that you understand is just supposed to work to something unknown? Like, is it worth the the upgrade? So that's a very good point. It's a hundred percent worth the upgrade, but I think for me, it's the unknown of am I harming this as a daily? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. So speaking <laughs> of your suspension, I saw that you were featured as a customer. So how did I was? Yeah, well, how did that come about? I was just talking to Flat Out, uh, Russell Flat Out, and we'd just been going back and forth. And I'd actually been on a trip. I don't know where it was—a road trip. Was it Moab? Maybe not Moab. Maybe after. I don't know. But I was talking to him, and he just said, "Hey, let's put you on the website." So okay, picture, and I got, and I wasn't going to complain because at that point. Instagram followers are everything. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to build my brand. But I've had a lot of good conversations. They've been super good to me. So it was exciting to be. I mean, I'm not, I don't consider myself one of the big players. So for me, it's kind of an accomplishment. Well, I'm sure that suspension has been helping out with what you've been doing lately. It has been. Yeah. It did really good in rally, getting some airtime. I saw that. And just in general, it just rides better on the road. I mean, so I know that, you know, there's the suspension wars. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks everything else is better. This is my choice. I don't, you know, everybody's got their own choice. I like mine. <laughs> And if it's working for you, then that's really all yeah. that should matter. And and a lot of it had to do with what everybody, what the group was doing at the time. So I kind of was like, oh, this works for me. So if it works for everyone else, it'll work for me. So, and I'm glad that I took the chance and yeah. like it. Yeah, no, that's good. Have you do, do you install your mods yourself? Nope. No, nope. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I have done some. Shout out to Milton Silver Bullet XV, XV because he uh, is the guy that knows all. He's helped me a lot. I watch because I want to understand. But 
it's a community and without help of everyone, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. And Jacob, uh, redneck with tech has helped me a lot as far as the maintenance side of it. So those two people I'm forever grateful for because I would not full send it knowing that I may break something and be stuck. So, yeah, it's great having people like that in your corner to know that if you're really wanting to kind of explore what your Outback can do and its capabilities and you want to kind of push it a little bit further, you not that you're like trying to break it, but you know that like if something happens, I'm not just stuck without any kind of knowledge or help to get it fixed. So it's great yeah. that you have people around you that could be like, oh, yeah, we see what happened. That's easy. We'll fix that. And then the next thing you know, you're up and running again. Yeah. And there's been sounds where I've talked to Anthony, Judy, the Subi, and like sent him a message. I'm like, dude, what's the sound? And he's like, oh, I'm having the same one. So it's nice to have other people that you can reach out to just to see if you're the crazy one or (laughs) really something going on. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's good, too, because I have two rattles in my car. One was from going through a bunch of water puddles and and bash drop. And now there's this rattle that's been going on for over a year and it drives me crazy. And I thought I found it last this weekend, but I didn't. So I don't know what it is. And then there's another big rattle that happened after I went to Subaru Flatfest. And it was from going over the telephone poles, I think. And I can't find out. I don't know where it is. Yeah. I had a rattle and then I went to the rally and did my thing and now it no longer rattles. So for me, it's a victory. I'm just going <laughs> to count it. It's fixed. Yeah. I guess a little airtime fixes everything, but yeah, maybe I need to go jump my Subaru. Just go jump it. That's the <laughs> answer. Everything full send 110%. But it's funny because there's just the noises anyway, and it drives my fiance crazy because he likes his quiet wrecks and I just turn up the radio. I'm like, just turn up the radio, call it good. Yeah, my latest rattle is so loud that it it sound what it sounds like is it sounds like maybe a hanger came loose from the exhaust and the exhaust is um, bouncing underneath and hitting the frame. But we yeah. were checking the exhaust and all the hangers are good. It you know, it moves like it should, but it's tight. There's nothing so I'm like, I have no idea what it is and I don't really have the time to like take it somewhere and have somebody look at it. Uh, so, and I don't want to take it to the Subaru dealership and have them like charge me to put it up on a rack and look at it. And so I yeah. just, I just deal with it. I just yeah, hope something doesn't brake. fall off. Yeah. I have brakes squeak right now that I've tried to wash and it still squeaks. And I'm like, Oh, well, people know I'm coming. Yeah. Oh, or well. that strange bed noise that squeaks from the bushings. You know, it's part, it's pay to play, yeah. I guess. It's yeah. all from the, part of the fun. Yeah, somebody was, uh, I think it may have been Milton. I don't remember who it was, but I was talking about my rattle. It may have, may have even been Anthony. said like, well, if you, don't ha- if you don't have rattles, you're not using it right or something like that. Or, you know, rattles are a sign of you using it and having a good time. Yeah, I mean, true. All that mud and the nooks and crannies and everything else. I was also under there when I was looking. I saw it. So there's like the little plastic panels under there that I guess are supposed to be some kind of skid plate. And I saw some dried up mud popping over the top of it. So I started to scrape it out with my hand and then with a screwdriver. 
And then there's holes in the panel. So I just started hitting it with my hand and so much dirt and rocks and stuff was coming out of there. And there was a lot, and I put it in my stories and there was a lot that was on the ground and that still wasn't even all of it. And that was only one out of like four of the panels that are under there. I'm like, I want to go to my cousins at some point, pull those panels off and just, and see just how much dirt is under there because I know there's a lot. Yeah, like I found stuff. Um, speaking of random rocks, we were getting ready for rally, and Carrie Mountain Subi had her car up on the lift and was pulling rocks out from the skid plate. Just, you know, transit rocks. But it's funny to find, I mean, and I guess maybe only off road Subaru people or off road people are trying to funny, but just the things that you find after your adventures. Yeah. That you didn't know were there. Yeah, because one of the rattles, the one that I had from going through the, the puddles in Bastrop, I was looking under the bumper and I saw there was a loose, like a loose bracket and it was hitting up against the frame from the bumper. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to take it off because I think that's the rattle. I took it off and that's not it. So no. I'm like, come on. This sucks. Yeah. No, no, that's it will forever just be the bane of the rattle until yeah. you find it one day. Yeah. Or launch your car. Yeah. I mean, two True. options. Find <laughs> yeah. it or launch it. Yeah. So what <laughs> mods do you still intend to add? I have a front render rack that needs to be put on. Oh, nice. Put, put together and put on. I'd like to get lighting. And I definitely need front recovery points. I have a winch that's sitting just patiently waiting for my car. But that requires a front bumper and that, you know, costs money. So, yeah, exactly. It's just money. To, you know, if a uh, full force metal works wants to sponsor me with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. the bumper, I will 100% take that. But yeah, recovery points. I went out last winter and I realized how important they could be if you had to use them so yeah you don't realize it till you're in the situation and you're like crap i really don't have a way out of this if this doesn't work so yeah (laughs) that would be important yes do you have any sponsors for your build i have a tire spot or a wheel sponsor excuse me of equip with tires or wheels cannot say right (laughs) wheels Wheel sponsor Alphaquip. I met up with them at PNW uh, Overland Expo last year. We hooked up something. I went, I bought 18 inch wheels at the beginning because it was new. I just wanted something that looked snazzy, wasn't going to off road, didn't understand the whole travel thing on a car. So I decided I need 17s and some really beefy tires. And wheels. So they hooked me up and I'm thankful for that because I love them. <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely nice to have sponsors for your build and yeah, get get the hookups with some good stuff, especially when it's something like that, because one, it's not inexpensive. And then two, you know, if it's something that you were planning on getting to like enhance the look of your car then it's like, hey, all right, now we can we can work together. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like the look and just the off-road 
capabilities. It's just what I wanted. And there's so many wheels out there. They had what I wanted. So to get what I wanted and get it sponsored is win-win for me. Yeah. So, you know, and then the I only put things on my car that I really have researched and enjoy. Yeah. And think that it's quality. Because there's so much out there that, and stuff's not cheap. So if I can back things that I know work, I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Who is, are there any companies or brands that you would most like to have support your build? Anything lighting at this point. I (laughs) want to put some lights on the car. So had a few talks and they, you know, didn't come out to anything. So Anyone wants to sponsor lighting, that would be great. Bumpers, just, I don't know what I need until I need it. So just looking at bills, there's lots of things I want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us can fit into that category. But definitely lights next to go on the new rack, so. Yeah, I know. I would like to get, I want a light bar. Yes. I don't know that I necessarily need one, but it just there. I mean, there's there's a trail that I keep meaning to hit now that I have now that I have fog lights and ditch lights. I just haven't made it out there yet. But to have a light bar to add to that would be would be really nice. Yeah, I have the brackets, the ADF brackets for my ditch lights. No lights yet, but at least half the half the battle. I have brackets. Yeah, definitely want to get a. Light bar, rally lights, some cool backlights. You know, I've got LEDs all in the car. So that's the inside is taken care of. So the outside we need to take care of. Yeah, the inside I still need to get LED lights. It's not, it's just a matter of ordering them. Just haven't done it yet. Diode, diode dynamic game changer. Yeah. I love them. I've left them on multiple times and they do not drain your battery like the stock ones oh that's good that's good just and you can see because the map lights everything's so dim yeah yeah so so i want to be somewhere between no lights and milton lights (laughs) so i need to be in the middle somewhere around there yeah no that's that's a good place to be (laughs) so where have been some of your favorite places to hit trails I mean, you said that there's still so many that you haven't explored, but like, what are some, what are some of your favorites? Moab was life-changing just in, in the main way of, I'd been there in a Jeep. It's different. In a Jeep, you can do everything. Subaru, we kind of had to plan out a little bit more, but to go up some of the trails and see that stuff, I would do it again in a heartbeat. PNW always on the weekend, I could just do stuff, but I'd like to go to Montana, Colorado, some of that stuff, just road trips to see, see things I haven't seen. Yeah, Colorado is beautiful. I've been out there a few times. So if you can make it out to Colorado, I highly recommend it. And yeah. there's plenty of people out there too to be like, hey, we're coming out. Let's hook up and show me around. Yeah, I'm doing a trip family trip in August out there, but I will not have Pearl. We will be taking out the other Subaru, but anytime I can go adventure, I'm down. Yeah. 
I mean, you can always drive up Pikes Peak and go check that out. That would, oh, that will 100% happen. And that would be fun because he has a WRX. Yeah, we have the new uh, WRX, the GT. Nice. That would so, be, that would make, yeah. <laughs> Pearl struggled so bad getting up Pikes Peak. I'm sure you won't have any issues. Yeah, no, I just will be jealous that I can't drive because <laughs> I want to drive it, but. It's probably good. Fast and me would get in trouble. So <laughs> Pearl is good to where she's fast enough. I still get speeding tickets in her. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. So you you said you could, there's plenty of places in PNW to get out on the weekends. How often do you get out? Well, it was downtime with winter and spring and not on thawing yeah. of the trails. I've been a few places. We went up to Capitol Forest where you went. With yeah. Us at one time and you came out. Capitol Forest was fun. There's mud, which I, I love mud, but I try to avoid it because mud leads to creeks and all that other stuff I don't want to <laughs> clean anymore. Yeah. Mud used, you know, it's still fun, but mud and just, we just went up roads and they did end and we turn around, but it was exploring. So, yeah, I guess with snow, if you get snow up into places, it'll just melt and run off. You know, it's not like mud, yeah. mud, you pick up rocks and all kinds of stuff as you go through it. I'm sure there's probably rocks in the snow, too, because it's not like I have a lot of experience except for what I did at, at, uh, out at Moon Rocks. But the mud, definitely, there's always stuff left over for long I mean, periods yeah. of times, if not forever. I still have Moab mud in my car. like. I'll clean like door seals and be like, oh, that's red rock mud. So I've had a few, this is fun. Let's go through this mud hole. And it turned out bad. Not like couldn't drive home bad, but yeah, just sounds and, and wear and tear. So I'm not as full sand through mud pits as I used to be for photos. <laughs> I let other people do it and then I'm like, you're gonna love that in a few days. Yeah, I like going through I like going through. I like going <laughs> slow through the mud puddles because I like feeling the car kind of slip around and yeah. I like knowing that it still just amazes me every single time I go through mud or I'm driving on top of mud that it doesn't get stuck. I'm like, I always have this fear that it's going to get stuck. And then I start driving through it and it just drives through it like it's nothing. And, but I like, I like that feeling of knowing that I'm just coasting through the mud and I can feel my car slipping around. I just, I love that feeling. And I don't, I don't have snow here. So that's all I have to experience. So for me, like, I really like driving through mud because it's just fun. And then what I did recently, a few weekends ago, is we found this spot that is really slippery. So you're going straight and you're just drifting because of the way it's rutted out and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, snow is definitely a different animal, but it's fun and I love it. Mud, yes, but I've had no, I guess on the same train as you, I'm not surprised, or I'm, I'm more surprised at what my Subaru does and what I think won't work that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like mud and snow and rocks. And it just goes over things effortlessly. Yeah. A lot of that is 
taking the right lines and, mm-hmm. and I learn as I go, but it's highly capable of more than I thought when I bought it. Definitely. Yeah. And going down this path of starting to go off road and hanging out with people that can take you to places that you never would have even thought of taking your car. It's like, wait, we're going to go there. And then you start going and you're like, oh yeah, I can make it. That's really cool. And now I can, the more places you go to that seem a little more challenging than the last, then it's like, okay, where can I go next? And what can I do next? So that's, yeah. it's, that's a lot of fun to just kind of continue that exploration of not just places, but of the capabilities of your outback. Well, that's like uh, last winter, we went to Tahuya, Milton, myself, and Chase, I think, Kiwi Crawler. And it wasn't supposed to be a snow run. And it turned out to be a snow run of epic portions that I had to power through because it's one way in and one way out. So Milton's a little bit crazy. I had my fiance with me who was not at all thrilled that we decided to embark on this journey. I was loving it. There were a few places, though, that I was a little scared, which is when the tow points came into play, because I'm like, if I get pulled, there's nothing to really hold on to. Yeah. So, But yeah, definitely getting into it. Not That's not what I signed up for. I'm glad I did it, but I will never, ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to Moab, what were some of the highlights of that trip? And because like you also mentioned that in a Jeep, you could do anything. So I imagine like in a Subaru, you have to be more calculated and careful of where you go. But I think that's also part of the fun of the challenge of picking and choosing where you can go and mapping it out. And then, you know, because it's, it's almost like knowing that you can go anywhere, not that it's not fun, but then... You know, it's I think there's the fun and the challenge of where can we go and what can we do with our Subarus in this place? Yeah, we went up uh, a few canyon runs through. We leave outside of canyon lands and go down the, the canyons and see. But it was just a regular road. But you have cliffs that I detest. Anything with chair cliffs, (laughs) not my friend. But they're just little roads and there's rocks and you got to work your way through. So it's a simple road, but there's a little bit of skill and you can always find little rock gardens that we played around and got some cool videos on. But I think even though it was easy, it was making it, I guess, intermediate or just in like embracing your surroundings. Cliffs sound scary. No, I'm I'm not. I PNW has trees that will stop me. Moab, <laughs> there's nothing. And that's just I don't know. It's my final destination fear unlocked, I guess. I don't it's <laughs> the one thing that I don't like. I'll do it because pretty things come with it, but I was on edge a lot of the time on some of those <laughs> roads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. I still need to. I keep saying that, like when, when I have somebody on that's been to Moab, I keep saying I need to look it up and and see because I don't really know other than people that have posted stuff. I've never really like looked into it to see, like looked online to just look at photos from Moab. So 
I still need to yeah. do that at some point. Even if you don't go on anything, it's worth it just to go. Go to Arches, go to Canyonlands, just hang out. I, it's a cool little town. Just in yeah, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't even know like what's there other than people want to go out there. There's like so many people like, you know, hey, would, where would you really like to go? I want to go to Moab. But I'm like, I don't really know why because I haven't looked into it yet. So I have to yeah, see like, okay, fine. why are people wanting to go out there? Yeah, I'd like to do the Rubicon again. I know it's not super friendly, but just in that area, I went in the Jeep and did the three days sleep in the back. Just the area up there, too, that you know not that many people go to. So it's those kind of places that make me happy that you know not everyone goes to. Well, speaking of making you happy, we've mentioned it already, but we haven't really talked about it yet. How did you get into rallying your Outback? Because that seems to make you pretty happy lately. Rally is, right now, rally is exciting for me. Basically, there was HoopDX, which is the Gambler 500. They had a thing in Chehalis, a group. It was rally, but and they had cones set up, and it was time, but none of it mattered. You just basically were doing fun runs. Okay. So... You'd go and then get back in line. And so I probably did 15 runs and improved my time and loved it just because I could do it and because it was my daily and it was something I could do. And Pearl was stock at this time. Oh, nice. She had stock suspension. She was on 18 inch wheels, like, nice tires but nothing special like and all you needed was a fire extinguisher and a helmet yeah so that's easy you know and they're like just go and i was watching people like with the gambler 500 cars just debating and doing all this stuff and we just ran it and ran it ran it to where they were like are do you want to do one more and i was like <laughs> yeah okay like, and the little voice in the back of my head was like, you have to drive this home. But it's like, let's go, let's go. Because you start losing your, like, your inhibition to think that you can't drive fast, which is dangerous. Because that's usually when you mess something up. But from there, it went into Cascade Rally Team. My friend Jen and Kyle, Cascade and Subi is part of. My first sanctioned rally, I guess, was the rally summer rally cross fest, which is at Dirtfish for two days. Oh, which nice. was a big bucket list. I mean, who doesn't want to rally at Dirtfish? Yeah. So I did that. I wasn't like fast, but I raced and prepared. So I'm racing against turbo guys too. So it's it's NA and Turbo. So Oh yeah. I don't I don't have a chance. Like, my times are good, but I'm not beating a turbo. Like, but you're not trying to either. You're just out there to have fun and, and just the experience of it, too. Yeah. For me, it's improving. So yeah, if I can go out there and hit no cones and improve my time throughout the day, even if I ran, even if I end up last in the pack, I'm happy with myself. Yeah. I mean... I can imagine too, like with your with the first one that you did, where you just kept going around and around and around, getting back in line. 
the feeling of doing that for the first time must have just been just exhilarating and just extremely thrilling for you to just be like, it's almost like, I, I mean, it's different, but I like, I love roller coasters. And if I could get on a roller coaster and just ride it because the lines are always so long, but like if you, cause when, when I've gone before I go to the church group or you go at the very end of summer when kids have already started to go back in school and you're like, Oh my gosh, this roller coaster is open. There's like hardly anybody in line. You just go get on it and just go over and over and over because yeah. it's so fun and exhilarating. I imagine like you doing something with your car that you hadn't done before and now doing it and you can just keep going again and again. And it's not like you're limited to a certain number of laps. I'm guessing that was just like super, super fun. It's exactly the exact same thing I would think of too. Like, going to Disneyland and being able to ride something a million times and not have anyone telling me I'd like it it was me trying to figure out my car, which helped in a hundred thousand different ways too, because now I know what my car is capable of. Like, oh, if I steer it too far that way, it does this. So yeah. I mean, you don't get chances to just open it up in a field very often. And yeah. just let it go. So I think I got over that fear. I think it was able to be like, and I knew people would help me fix it if I broke. So <laughs> yeah. that helps too. Exactly. But that was the, the start of the bug. And then just kind of go from there and do it when I can. So so how many rallies have you participated in? I have done four, three or four. Okay. Um, we had the season opener in Lynn this year, which was exciting because my parents got to go. Oh, that's cool. And they, I, we always laugh because my dad was definitely one that wanted boys and he got two girls. <laughs> he was just lucky that the girls were tomboys. So I've, and he used to rally cross, him and my mom used to auto rally cross in a 280Z. So, oh, nice. And they always had, you know, awards and everything. And it was always a big thing that when I was born, they had to get rid of it. So I crushed their fun. <laughs> but it was Way fun to, go. to see my... I know, I know. I still hear about it. But it was fun to have my dad come out and watch me. So it was special to me. Because we've always been a motorsports family. We didn't know about rally, but the monster trucks and, and NASCAR and, yeah. you know, demolition derbies and all that stuff. So... Now it's become kind of special because I have immediate family that's rooting me on. It's not just stupid family. So, yeah. And I'm sure it was really nice for him to see you being able to do that. And I'm sure he saw the passion for it that you had because your facial expressions have to be like, I am absolutely loving this. Oh, yeah. And he and he tells everyone he knows. That's you know, so cool. And and like my my niece loves it, you know, the race car. And I'm like, it's a far from a race car, but it's a win for Auntie. Like, yeah, it's just the fact that it's more that I and I put it in my post. My last post is that it may be a 17 Outback, but it's what I bring. Yep. And and I can't go as hard as other people, but it makes me happy. Like and to hear people when I'm out on the course just say, well, what is that doing out here? And <laughs> it, it's just, I get to prove people wrong 
And I enjoy doing that when I know that it's something I strive and I've worked for. So what has your, been your favorite experience so far rallying the Outback? I think just being able to improve. Like, I had no intentions of being, like, placing anything. But knowing that I improve all the time and that I have people that actually... Like, I've had people on Instagram write me and say, we really look forward to your posts. Oh, that's cool. And it's cool. like, it's to me, it's it's like a fangirl moment. Yeah. Because I'm doing something that other people want to do, or I, I get them to step out and do it. So I guess if I can show people that you can take your daily and do something, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. So you also mentioned on, I think on that same post that you, I don't remember the exact words, but something about hanging out with your rally friends. So who are your rally friends? My rally friends, Jen and Kyle Pizzetti were the first um, that kind of got me hooked up to the Hoop DX run, which was the gateway, the gateway rally to the rest. Jacob and Izzy always been big supporters. Jacob's always great for giving me a big hug after and just being like, you killed it out there. Milton and Carrie started this year, so I'm very excited. Yes, that's so cool. To watch them. I've been telling Milton for a year to do it, so I'm glad that he's co-driving Izzy's car. There's just tons of people and people you meet that I don't even know a lot of their names. I, I know their names, but like... I can't list them now, but it's just people you meet. And when you're working the course, you sit and talk to people and you have stuff in common. And it's just, it's like a a family outside of your family. Yeah, of course. Well, speaking of meeting people, who are three people in the community that you would like to meet up with and hang out with or hit the trails that you have not yet? I thought about this. This question is hard because I don't. Of course it is. It's hard because I don't know three people that I would like to meet. I'm, I've always been one of those people that want it, like, organically meet people. So I don't know who I want to meet because I see people on Instagram, but some of my best contacts are people that I didn't think I was going to meet. So it's people that you've already met then. It's people that I've already met, but but those people always bring other people. Yeah, that's true. So, so everybody out there, a, she doesn't want to meet you. I don't, no. <laughs> no, it's kind, it's kind of a cop-out to your question, but I'm open to, if somebody says we're going for a run or a trail run, I'm down. Like, if I'm not doing anything, I'll be your friend. It's cool. I'll hang out in the back. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> like... So it's not particular people I want to meet. It's just people that want to do, just want to adventure and go out. So yes, I want to meet everyone. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's. I know it's a tough question because people have been like, man, I don't want to like leave some people out that I talk to all the time and have them get upset with me because I didn't list them. And it's like, it's not intended to like, yeah. make it be these three people are the coolest people out there that I can think of and I don't really care about anybody else. I mean, yeah, you want to meet as many people as you can, but it's just like, you know, there's, there might be some people that's like, I follow like Mitch. I mean, 
you know, from Melee Design Firm. He's been supporting the podcast. We talk often, and he would be in my top three because it's like not having anything to do with him being a sponsor, but he's just such a great guy. He's always like helping me out with, you know, if I have questions or we just talk or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. I really want to meet him. I think it would be really, really fun to just hang out. And, you know, there's, I mean, there's other people too, but it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a tough question, but it's also gets kind of fun. Yeah. But Mitch definitely get you out here and meet him. Mitch, we were talking about earlier. I met him at a little like dinner and being great. And he was really the first person that said, this is what you want to do. Cool. Let me hook you up. And I'm running, you know, one of the Andy gravity batteries and his setup in the outback right now. Nice. But he was definitely like, let's, what do you need? Let me help you. And he was excited about it. He never was like, oh, you have an outback? I, you know, cool. So, yes, Mitch, bucket list. We need to get you out here. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's, but yeah. So, not a cop out, just (laughs) a very friendly person. I mean, and I idolize people's, there's some vehicles that I, just love and are beautiful but you know there's only so much time and so many resources for me to meet people yeah yeah i mean that's that's true i mean you're in a position and in a place where you're gonna continually meet new people especially as you continue your rally journey you're gonna meet other people that are interested in doing it and that want to do it so you'll meet them out on the tracks and stuff so yeah so here's another question. If you could swap Subies with someone for a day, who would it be? Oh, see, that's hard to question too. <laughs> Probably 100% Milton because his is built and he would not care. Yeah. Well, I did do it. So, yes. Yeah, because when I went out there in Subie Fest, California, and we were driving around through the trails, he said, Send it. He's like, there's nothing you can do to it that I haven't done already. So don't worry about it. I was like, okay. And I was still very timid because it's somebody else's car, you know? Yeah. So that was tough. But I've seen it in action and I've been in it. (laughs) We've done stuff. So driving, it'd be different. But um, Dorothy with Ninja Outback with her new wilderness. Yes. I... The stuff she's doing is amazing. I've been eyeing that one too. Just see what a turbo would do. Just a different platform. Yeah. I guess. You know, there's some wilderness or some foresters I like. I don't know. I I just like to see how other people have the rigs set up. Yeah. That's different from mine because I have it to what I want, but I would like to learn what other people like. Swapping's fun. I just get worried because yeah. I can't afford to fix it if I break it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've reached out to Dorothy and told her that I want to get her back on because I want to start getting some of the previous guests on, especially people that because yeah. it's been over two years since she, you know, some of the early guests were on, and she was like, later on because I'm doing some more stuff for the Outback. I'm like, okay, we'll keep yeah. in touch. Yeah, and like Haley, Haley, uh, Oli Track. Yeah, she went the opposite direction. Living the low life, but 
I love everything about it. So, I mean, just it's different. So, you know, I'm excited to see her her glow up from lifted to lowered life. Yeah, I know that was interesting, but I was like, that's cool. You know, I mean, no, uh, no shame in that. And, you know, no, and no, it 100% fits her. Yeah, so I'm and 100% to- support, too. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I support all Subies pretty much. I'm not, you know, because I live, I know so many friends with different ranges of Subies from really nice to, you know, just what we can do on the ground. So yep. they're all beautiful in their own way. Yes, they which are. sounds really cheesy. No. And it's everybody is doing their own thing, you know, I mean. We follow what other people are doing, but it's still each build is unique to each person and a an yeah. extension of you and a way for you to express something that you never thought that you would express before, like through a car. Pretty much, yeah. There are extent full extensions of yourself and your personality. So Yeah, and I think you learn stuff about yourself too by modding your car because you do things to it that you wouldn't think that you would ever do to a car you know oh a hundred percent but i mean i have a fact now where pearl will never go anywhere like i put enough blood sweat and tears in her that she will be in the family until she can no longer go anywhere just because no one will love her as much as i do yeah i've had some people what i've done yeah I've had some people ask me, so are you going to like trade in Pearl for a new wilderness cross track? And I'm like, no, like I don't, especially at this point, because I have a manual, I want to keep it for as long as I can because it's a gym now. They're not making them anymore. No. And that's what I, you cross that line, I think, to where you can't do like, you know, it's not worth giving it up. Because I've done so much and I've crossed that line that now it's like we're in this for the long haul. Yeah, it's a part of me. Yeah, so I mean, in a couple of years, I'll get something new. I haven't decided if I want to go low life and fast or, you know, get another wilderness, just daily drive. But we'll see when it comes. Yep. Are you going to be going to Big Northwest this year? <sighs> I think so. I'm pretty sure. It happens to also be the weekend of the Summerfest Rally at Dirtfish. Oh, that's tough. So it's tough. But the nice thing about Dirtfish is it's two days racing. So I may race Saturday and go Sunday. Yeah. Regged is doing some cool things there. So There you go. Make it a fun weekend. I will probably be there to support. But... My heart is torn right now, but yes, I will probably be a big Northwest. So if you do end up going to big Northwest, did you go last year? Yes. I rallied last year. Okay. Last year they had a dirt fish and they had a rally. Nice. I don't even know. Like, like they usually have autocross. They had rally. Okay. So, I mean, it was fun. I mean, it gave me another chance to get out there. So if you go this year, what is something that you would most be looking forward to? I don't I don't think 
Well, usually when we go, we're in the car show. I'm either doing something or we have a car in the car show. So this year, I have no plans to do anything. So it'll be fun to actually go and just look at cars and just experience it, I guess, without having to worry about, is it judging time or do I have to run or yeah, I can just hang out with friends and kind of enjoy it. Yeah, because when I was at CBFest California last year, it was like I was it was super, super cool to have a podcast booth and that Subaru yeah. of America set me up with a booth and I got to record with people that I know. I got to meet new people and that whole experience was just like it was a lot of fun to and it was kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I have a I have a booth at CBFest. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of cool. They needed to hook you up for Big Northwest. I would love so to you do that. Reason to come back. Yeah, but anyway, so like <laughs> being that I had a booth, it was fun to be there and see all the people and record in person and just have like the, you know, have all the sounds in the background and everything. But at the same time, it's like I didn't really have time to go see much of the show. I tried to get around and do as much as I could, but I was like, I want to. So I I set up early. And then I was walking around to look at the cars and go by some of the booths and see some of the people that I knew were there that I wanted to try to hurry up and and go meet. But then I was like, it would be really cool if I could just kind of hang out and see more stuff. So at Subi Fest, Texas, I'm going to be able to do a lot more of that. Yeah. So there's, yeah, I'm excited to just have downtime and Yeah. Yep. It'll be nice and actually it kind of see what's there because, yeah, I mean, it's over before you know it. So here's a tough question. And okay. since you've looked them over, I know I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm guessing you have an answer, but I know you love living in the Pacific Northwest and you don't ever see yourself moving out. And I don't blame anybody because <laughs> like sometimes you there's people that live in a certain place. And you're like, so you you plan on never leaving here? And you're like, no, why would I want to leave here? I love it here. Yeah. And and I, I get that depending on where you live. And up there, I totally get it. Like, I wouldn't blame yeah. anybody for saying, I don't want to ever leave here because you have yeah. so much. But if you had to move, if somebody was like, you have to move out of here and move somewhere else, but you could choose where you move to, where would it be? We've actually talked about this. Oh. Montana. Montana is big. The Black Hills of South Dakota, which we visited and fell in love with. So those two places, it would have to definitely be a place with water and mountains. So Colorado, I couldn't let, you know, I love going to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is like one of my destinations, but there's no way I'm living in the desert. (laughs) Yeah. Not happening. But yeah. It would definitely have to have mountains and water. Yeah, I, if I could move somewhere, Colorado would probably be one of my first choices because I've been there a few times and I just, waking up every day and walking outside and seeing mountains, like uh, mountains are my absolute favorite thing on earth, like natural resource or whatever you want to call it. I I love mountains. Yeah. Yeah, I love ocean too, but... Yeah. I I like mountains more. <laughs> yeah. So what is um so we've talked to we talked about rugged Roo crew some already, but what is your favorite thing about being part of the crew? 
It's just that we do stuff outside of Subaru. We have trail runs, but really we do stuff like dinners and meeting new people. And it's just a little family. Yeah, having those people that you can hang out with in all sorts of different situations. Like you text, like I text people from there about my day and like wins and stuff like that. So it's not just my super is making noise. It's actually family and caring about like what goes on in each other's lives. So it's nice to have the family you weren't born into, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like, if you're having a bad day, you know, you have this group of people that you can message and just be like, I just need to talk. Yeah. And you know that they're going to be there for you. Definitely. So, I mean, the soupy thing is cool. Getting out is cool. Having a support system is even better. Yeah. Because adulting sucks. And it's nice to have your people. Find your people. Find your tribe. 100%. Besides hitting trails and like hanging out with Subi friends and doing rally and just driving your outback, what other things do you enjoy? Like, do you have any other hobbies or activities? Yeah, sports, big sports. Uh, Try to go to, you know, soccer games, football games, baseball games when we can. Concerts. I love live music. So we try to go to two sometimes three a year that travel like on like on a jet like on a jet plane travel okay yeah just you know vegas or or south dakota or florida somewhere just to get out of where you're at i definitely am ad- i love adventure it's just if someone could uh, hook me up with a lottery win, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go wherever you want, adventure wherever you want. Yes. Besides the whole Subaru lifestyle, what else brings you great joy in your life? Family. Just my actual family and experiences. I guess the Subaru brings experiences, so it's kind of one and the same. but. Outside of the super groups, it's being able to cherish and make memories, I guess. Yeah. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Then I remember one time, I think it was the first time maybe I went out to Colorado with my kids and my brother was like, hey, when you're out there, don't spend any money buying T-shirts, like souvenir T-shirts and hats and stuff to bring back with you. He said, spend any of your money on experiences while you're there. And that was like really, really good advice. Not that I was planning on like, hey, I'm going to bring back a bunch of T-shirts and hats and stuff. But just to actually hear him say that while I was out there, before we went out there, it's like, I really, really like that. And that's what we did is we had experiences while we were there. Yeah, because you realize when the T-shirts, you know, get holes in them and you throw them away, at least you have experiences. Yeah. And and. I think some of my greatest memories are things that I didn't plan to do, but we just did them because it was available. Like we went on a tour, we did something. So I think it's just 
enjoying life, which is catchy, but it's true. I mean, it is. We work for. I mean, I work all day to be able to go do stuff. So yeah, you enjoy you, it while I can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you earn a living to be able to go do the things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. How would your friends and family describe you as as in what kind of person you are? <laughs> Stubborn and independent. <laughs> My mom always said that I would probably make a good lawyer. Um, <laughs> I've always just been very set in my ways, which is kind of like the rally. I put my mind to it and that's what I did. It drives Kevin crazy that I do that because he's like, you're just independent. You never ask for help. But I guess I've always just learned that way. So, but I'm also very loving and caring. There's nothing wrong with being independent, but I also get it. It's like, I want to help you, you know, not that I think there's sometimes it's like not feeling like, oh, I think you need help. It's just wanting to help because maybe you're a giving person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I got this. So, I mean, you know, as I've grown up, I've definitely realized to let people help me more, I guess, <laughs> and not be a hellbent, you know, 20 year old that acts like that. But, as I got older, I've realized that, you know, people have things to add. So the stubbornness has gone away, but definitely just loving and, and wanting to help others is big for me. What is What are you most excited to get out of bed for every day? Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's just being able to... And have a house and live and and be able to do what I do. And then I go to work and I want it to be Friday. But I think it's just to be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And what about things that you don't want to get out of bed for? Well, adulting. Adulting <laughs> is something. Yeah. It's not that I don't. I think everybody has that point of things you don't want to do. But I I have learned that you have to be able to just accept things and we may not want to deal with it, but you got to get out of bed and at least try. So I've tried to be more positive in things, yeah. I guess. I get that because I know there's some times where there's something that's coming up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. and yeah. And then I do it and then I'm like, Okay, that wasn't so bad. And then you get past it because something that I, okay, and somebody asked me, I think on the last episode I read it, or a couple of episodes ago, so I'm changing my answer. But Somebody, I don't I have to look it up again, but one of the, it was a patron question of the week was, what is a like motto that you live by? And one of the things that I've been living by more recently is that, Things are temporary. Yeah. So if you're going to go do something and it's going to suck, you know that there's an end to that. So because it's especially for things that are going to suck, you know, it's like, I don't want to go do this. And then if you just keep like dreading it and dreading it and dreading it, then it's going to suck even more. But if you think of it as like, okay, this is just a temporary thing and I'm going to get through it. And then once I get through it, 
then everything's going to be okay again. So don't stress and, and worry about it so much. Yeah. You can't change what you can't change. Exactly. It's pretty much what it is. So like, it's inevitable I have to go to work and it might suck, but at least I know I'm there for eight hours and I can go home. So yeah, it's all temporary. So, and that brings good things out of that. So. Yeah. So yeah, it was Sierra who goes by SLT Trek. She asked me what, what's a mindset that you live by? So yeah, that's, I kind of feel like I have a few of them, but that one's been kind of a big one. Cause I know that like sometimes when my girlfriend is having a hard day or a bad day or something, and I'll just be like, I will try to help her in ways that she has helped me get through situations. It's just temporary. It's those things that you dread doing because it's not it's not your top 10 fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You have to do it because there's other things involved. So, I mean, there's a lot of things in life. I guess I've just realized that you just got to suck it up, pull your panties up and put your big girl pants on and go. True. Sometimes. Very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about your outback most matches your personality? I don't even know. <sighs> it's a hard question. Well, so, I don't ask easy ones. No, no, no. When I, when I thought about it, what did I put down? I put adaptability when I was thinking about it. Because I consider my outback always changing. And when you're on a trail and you have to change your thought, you have to adapt to what you're on. And I've there's been a lot of times in life I've adapted to change. So it may be a stretch, but that's my answer. That's, no, that's a good answer. I like that. And a good explanation of it, too. Yeah. And then if you could describe your outback in one word, what would it be? I don't think this was a question you asked. It was. You didn't was read it? them all. Did I, wait, did I, you know, there were a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I know. Wait, I probably answered this. I'm sure I answered it. Maybe you printed it out and didn't print the very last page of the last few questions. No, I have it. <laughs> but, oh, this is another cheesy one. Cheesy one. I say freedom. I would describe my outback as freedom because I can get in it and drive. If I'm having a bad day, I can get in the driver's seat and just drive to the water and just look. Or I can drive to the mountains or I can. It gets me the capability to go somewhere else. That is not cheesy at all. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I it's true. It It gives you it's. It's kind of like, I think these kind of go hand in hand is it's your car is kind of like an escape and it gives you the freedom to escape. Yes. And so, I mean, it's a means as a commuter on a daily, but if I'm having a really bad day and just want to go sit at the beach, I can do that. Or I can just go in the mountains on the weekend and sleep in the back of it and not care. It's just. It's easy. 
Yeah. I don't think about it. It's just there and I can just go. And that is a good kind of freedom to have. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about owning your Outback? My favorite thing is just, I don't know, like the friend group and we've said that a million times, but I think it's just being able to have everyone together. Like I can put my whole family in it and we can go somewhere and load the dogs up and go. Like it's other than trails, it's, I can see family in it. I can do, it's just memories. My outback is attached to so many memories and experiences now that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, that's, I really like that. That's a really good (laughs) answer. And then how has owning your Subaru changed your life? I have hundreds of more friends than I had before. Um, I think COVID was hard for everybody. And I think that with Instagram, we could still talk to people. So I don't think I felt so alone. Like my Subaru makes it so I don't feel such like, you don't feel alone. Like there's always somebody you can reach out to. And, you know, during COVID, we can't do a lot, but I could always get my car and go. Yeah. By myself. So freedom. Yeah, freedom. Back to freedom. But I think that's a lot of it. It's just it's life changing because I couldn't imagine what four years ago that I would be where I am right now on a podcast with you. I mean, <laughs> like there was if you would have asked me four years ago, would you be talking about your car? I'd be like, You are insane. Yeah. Absolutely not. But here I am, and, you know. I think a lot of people, though, whether they're, you know, on the podcast or not, of course, but just so many people that are out there enjoying their Subaru in ways that they never would have thought that they would have been enjoying their Subaru when they first bought it, but also enjoying this car in a way that they probably have never enjoyed a car before, and then also all the people and the experiences that you have by owning this car that I think so many people would say that is that I'm doing things now that X number of years ago, I would have never thought that I would be doing. And then the amount of people that I have met and the friends that I've connected with, because it's like you meet these people or you connect with these people on Instagram and it's not like just random people it gets to the point where it's not like just random people you're chatting with. Like you can legitimately and in your heart tell somebody else that is not in this community, hey, I chat with this person on the other side of the world. And if I were to have the chance to go over there and meet them in person, it wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You would get like a big giant hug. You would feel like you've known this person forever. And, you know, I think we are very blessed with being able to experience that through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, do people just go to dealerships and buy cross tracks and not like, I'm like, is it just me or like, do people understand because you don't really know. And it's, it's just weird to me to not think everyone does it. 
I guess. Yeah, because I mean, you drive around and there's people that buy a car just to buy another car. Like the, there are people that are going to yeah. buy a Subaru because of the safety ratings, ratings or because it's like, I was in a smaller car, now I need a bigger car, I need a bigger SUV, so I'm going to get an Ascent or an Outback or a Forester. Yeah. And they've been driving it for five years and they know nothing of what we know. And I, yeah. and I'm not saying like, I feel bad for those people, but I'm just like wondering if we took somebody like that and tried to pull them into our little crazy world and introduce them to it, would they accept it? Or, or would they be yeah. like, no, oh, that's not really for me. Cause then you'd be like, I feel like you're missing out on so much, you know, yeah. by not being a part of this, but it's also too, I think for all of us that are in this community like this, it almost seems like it takes a certain type of personality, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to like talk down on anybody by any means, but it seems like there's a lot of kind of lonely people. There's people that are introverted. There's people that are like, maybe were afraid of people before. I mean, like for me, I'm like a very shy person, especially in person. Yeah. Cause like I went to boxer fest and I walked around alone for a long time and didn't talk to very many people at all. And, yeah. you know, so it's like, and then I went to Subi Fest, California and I got up in the DJ booth in front of people being interviewed by the DJ. And I'm like, I, this is not like who I'm not like, Hey, what's up everybody? This is Raphael from the Subi and you podcast. What's going on? Subi Fest, California. You know, that's just, that's not my personality. Mine's the personality of like, Oh my God, everybody's going to be looking at me. I'm up here. Do I look like an idiot? Do I sound like an idiot? You know, I'm not like this big, just because I have this podcast, I'm not like this super confident, sure of myself person that's going to go to an event and be like, what's up, everybody? I'm yeah. here. Cool. You know, so I'm still, even though I've been doing this for over two years, I'm going to go somewhere and walk around like I don't know anybody, you know, because that's just, even though I can go somewhere and a lot of people listen to the podcast and they're going to know who I am, I'm still going to act very shy around people. Even, I mean, unless I've met them, then it's like, hey, what's up? But people that I haven't met yet, I'm not, I'm still not going to walk up to them and be like, hey, uh, have you heard of the podcast? And yeah. stuff like that. It's just not my well, personality. And I've done that too with my friend, Mary Lee, who's got a wilderness. And you realize that when you go to new stuff, you get in your little cliques and groups. And a lot of times her and I will be like, oh, we should probably go introduce ourselves to people. Because we just, I don't have, we don't have that personality where you stick with what you know. So we have to remember we were once those people. And yeah. so we need to like get out of the box. So we're not just walking aimlessly. So, and that's hard for me too to like go out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. to somebody and not bombard them because you don't be like, hey, do you hear the good word of Subi? Like, yeah. I mean, well, and like, I, I mean, I know to a lot of people, the podcast is a big deal. And they're like, I listen to it religiously. I listen to it every Monday. That's like the first one of the first things I do. And then there's people that, really enjoy it, but they don't get a chance to listen to it as often as they can. And so it's like, 
I know it's a big deal to people, but to me, like I will n- never experience what everybody who listens to it will experience. Like I will never know what it means to the community because I'm not on that side of being somebody that listens to it and wants to, not that I don't want to hear everybody's story because I'm the one that gets to record with everybody, but it's, it's different for me. And so even though I know it's a big deal to a lot of people, it's still hard for me to go, like I said, to go out to an event and walk up to people and be like, Hey, I do the Sue and you podcast. I'm the host. Have you heard about it? I've had Bucky Lassick on, you know, cause I, if you, I, if I'm going up to somebody that they, I don't know who they're connected with, but if I like name drop, then they may, then they might perk up and be like, Oh, Hey, well, what's this podcast thing? Yeah. But yeah. I'm still, I just, I would almost be like, maybe somebody will come up to me and ask me what I'm doing, you know, and not just be yeah. out there and put myself out there. Yeah, like you don't realize what you do because you aren't, yeah, same thing. Like I don't, I post things and I'm like, well, this is just my life. But same thing. I don't realize what somebody else sees and it's like, oh, that's cool. So you don't realize how you affect people, I guess, in general. Yeah. Until you actually have tried to connect with people. Yeah, because like when I was up at Subaru Flatfest in Madison, Wisconsin, there were a lot of people there that I found out like kind of afterwards that were following me because it's like I'm seeing these people in person, but they don't have like a name tag on that says, this is my Instagram handle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like I felt bad afterwards because I found out there were a lot of people there that were following me that I didn't just like go up and introduce myself because... I'm still the shy person that I've always been my whole life. Just And just because I have the podcast doesn't turn me into somebody different. I'm still me, you know? Yeah. And it's just, and I want to be more outgoing and more personable and more like, hey, it's so great to meet you. I do the podcast. So. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like, I can't remember who posted something. I think it was Gail, Norwegian Girl 21, that posted, like, a meme about, like, what it looks like when someone recognizes you, like, in person from Instagram. And, like, it's, yeah, you don't know who people are in real life. It's just all handles. So you meet someone, you're like, how do you know me? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like you don't think of how much things people know about you. Because you're behind your handle. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, they personally know things. So I thought that meme was funny because it's true. Like when people recognize you and you're like, uh, I don't know you. But you do. Yeah. Just not their name. And I'm behind the mic in my closet in my apartment. So it's like I'm not <laughs> out there as much as I would like to be. But yeah. I like to change that. I want to be more, hey, what's up, everybody? Subi and you podcast here. But it's hard though. It's hard hard to to, get that mindset. Yeah, and it's hard to be somebody that you're not. Yeah. So I don't hundred percent. And like for me, I'm not I'm also not somebody that's going like, hey, the podcast is this really big cool thing. You should listen to it. Because it's I feel like that's not for me to decide that it's something really great and cool for the community. I have everybody else to decide that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we market it for you because yes. we love it. 
and you're I'm good. There's enough of us that market it that you can you can be in your closet and be okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm thankful for that. But and I'm thankful for you taking the time to be on the podcast because I know it's a it's been a long one, but that's okay. I, I I've had it's people good. say they like the long conversations. So if I like to talk. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what a podcast is all about. It's, I mean, if you listen to any podcast, it's about conversation. You know, it's about human interaction. It's about getting to know the people that are on the podcast. And, you know, I've been very vulnerable at times on the podcast, and that's not easy for me, you know. But I think I've had a lot of people say that they like the authenticity of the podcast and knowing that I'm just somebody else, too, that's in the community. Yeah. It's nice that it's not scripted. Like you were saying earlier, we don't just ask a question, answer it. So Yeah. It's not a magazine every, interview. <laughs> no. And I've learned a lot from other people that were like, Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or so, you know, there's a good thing about conversation. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think we've been on here for a long time, which is okay, yeah. but it's uh I want to thank you again for your time. And I know it took a while to get you on, but like I said, when we first started it, that you had a chance and an opportunity to have more experiences. Oh, a hundred percent because the conversation would have been a half hour and done. So, <laughs> and now I, you know, yeah, I can go on for days. So I excited and happy that we could finally make it happen. Yeah, me too. So well, you have a good night. It was great recording with you. Great conversation. And uh, it was, I mean, it's fun learning more about my guests, too. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we'll have to get you out here soon. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. All right. If you're not doing so already, you know what to do. Go give Kimberly a follow. It's PNW underscore Pearl underscore Outback. Yes, another Pearl. I have a pearl too, but mine's a cross track. Hers is an outback. It's a great name. It's that CWP gang, Crystal White Pearl. So thank you so much, Kimberly, for taking the time to be a guest on the podcast and sharing your Subaru journey. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun with the rally cross that you are getting into and exploring the limits and the capabilities of your outback. So that's really cool. Yeah. So go check her out, see what she's doing. And for those of you that are excited that Subi Fest is coming up, especially Wicked Big Meat, uh, y'all have fun. I know you'll really enjoy it. And I'm look for, looking forward to seeing what everybody is going to be posting up there. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go to subianyoupodcast.com. Don't forget that hats are 10% off. So if you use the code PODCAST10, you can get 10% off a hat and go sport your favorite podcast at SubiFest and show them what it's all about. So thank you all so much for listening, for tuning into another episode and continuing to show up every week. I really appreciate it. So have a good week and enjoy your Subarus. That's what it's all about and this community. Have a good one.